Jesse Kelly show on a Friday. Let's have some fun. Oh, it's an ass Dr. Jesse Friday. We have the Cuomo saga. Apparently it's going to continue. I'll tell you what's happening with Chris Cuomo and why it's happening in just a second. Anderson or Anderson Cooper his mom wanted something really, really creepy. We have to discuss this. We have to discuss diversity. The CDC chief overrules the FDA and much, much more. But you know tonight, you know what it is. It's Friday. That means it's about you and your questions. You emailed them to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You're more than welcome to keep emailing them during the show. It is time to churn and burn through all of this. Before I get to your questions, though, I do want to address the Chris Cuomo thing because there's something to it. Chris is raising his hands right now because he lives under a rock. This is what happened. Chris Cuomo, CNN host. He got, well, his Google notifications are not great today. He woke up this morning, rolled over, pulled up his phone, and found that there is an op-ed in the New York Times, a scummy communist propaganda paper, but still the biggest paper in America. There's an op-ed in the New York Times from a former boss of his. Shelly Ross is her name. She was an ABC executive producer. She says... In 2005, June of 2005, they were at a big party. Cuomo walks up to her in front of her husband, gives her a big old bear hug, and then grabs a handful of cheek. And I don't mean the ones on her face. She also publicized his email he sent to her afterwards apologizing for it. Now, full disclosure, I am probably the last person in the United States of America, maybe the last person in the world who takes privacy really genuinely serious. I mean, genuinely serious. Somebody tells me a secret. I don't tell anybody. Nobody. And part of this is because I'm a sociopath, so I don't seek the approval of others. That's what you run into. People who love to talk or seek the approval of others, they're the worst gossipers in the world. What do I mean by all this? I don't like the release of private emails. I don't like the release of private text messages. I don't. I, I tell friends and family members, hey, did you see what the boss said? Hey, look what my uncle said. Hey, look at what he emailed me. Hey, look at what she said. And I'll ask him. Did they give you permission to share that with me? Private is private. So let's just set that aside. I know nobody else agrees with me because I'm the only one who operates this way. Private is private. It's why I tell you, when you email the show, you know, what's my line I use every time? Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. We get death threats to the Jesse Kelly show. You've never once seen me publicize their name or email address, and I won't. Even death threats, they remain private. That's how adamant I am about private. So let's set that part of it aside. Just wanted to put that out there. There are two things going on here. Two major takeaways from this thing with Chris Cuomo. One. Okay, Andrew Cuomo apparently was this way. Remember, he just had to resign from office because he was this way. 
making comments to every woman he saw, oftentimes touching them in ways that, that didn't make them feel comfortable, ends up having to resign. This is not the first time Chris Cuomo has been accused of such a thing. Okay, so what's going on here? What, what's going on with the Cuomo brothers? You know who their father was, right? Their father was not only a governor, that would be one thing. Their father was the governor of New York. The governor of New York and had, quote, rumored mafia ties all over the place. What does any of this have to do with Chris Cuomo and Andrew Cuomo having tentacle fingers? It has everything to do with it. These two guys, these two brothers grew up in an environment of hardcore, that macho mob style environment on top of the fact they grew up in a state where daddy was the big dog governor. What does that mean? They didn't hear no a lot. These guys didn't hear no a lot. Dad didn't hear no a lot. And on the rare occasions when dad heard no, the person saying no wasn't then going to go public with that information. Hear me now, parents, and I don't claim to be king parent at all. There is probably nothing worse you can do for your children than to say yes all the time. It is so unhealthy. I can't speak for women. It's so unhealthy for boys. My kids all the time, they're just like normal kids, will be in the grocery store. Dad, can I have this candy bar? Can I have this 50-cent toy? Can I? Do-? And I could say yes. It's never expensive. 99 times out of 100, I'll, I'll say no just to say no. Why? It's healthy for kids to hear no a lot more than they hear yes. Because if you don't do that, they grow up and they feel like yes should be the answer to everything I want. When you're seven, it's a candy bar. When you're 17 or 47, it's the secretary with pretty blue eyes. They feel like yes should always be the answer. And if the answer happens to be no... They simply feel like, okay, well, she said no. That's her job. That's her loss, snob. And they walk away feeling as if she's not going to do anything about it. She's not going to go to the media. She's not going to go to HR. I'm a Cuomo. I watched my dad. I was in all those meetings. I do what I want. I say what I want. I take what I want. That's that life. They never adjusted. So that's one of the major things you're you're seeing with the Cuomo brothers. That's why they get caught that way. But there's a second thing, and nobody sees this, and I don't know why. What just happened to Andrew Cuomo? Just resigned, right? We just talked about it. Just resigned in the wake of all these sexual harassment allegations. Well, let's remember, even though he's probably guilty of all that, that was a political hit job by Letitia James, the AG, who was trying to get him out of the way so she can maybe be governor. But Cuomo did not get impeached. If he had gotten impeached, he wouldn't be able to run for office again. Cuomo resigned. Cuomo resigned with $18 million in a campaign war chest. Letitia James, Hochul, 
All the rest of them, they're giving Cuomo the side eye and saying to themselves, okay, this is making me a little nervous. So what's any of this have to do with an op-ed? This is a woman, Shelly Ross, who brought up getting her butt grabbed from 2005, and she does this now, and she gets it published in the New York Times in 2021? Why now? Always, always ask, why now? Because New Yorkers, they play politics for keeps. Andrew Cuomo right now is wounded. He is laying on the ground bleeding. He is wounded. Traditionally, the right, the GOP, would view that as an opportunity to walk up to him and help him up and bandage up his wounds and and then act shocked when he turns around and slips a knife in your back. Communists don't operate that way. Communists understand very well He's wounded. He's down. Let's finish him off. This is an attack not just on Chris Cuomo. This is an attack on Andrew. This is an attack on the entire Cuomo family. They want Chris Cuomo out of that big boy chair at CNN. That's why you get an op-ed published in the biggest paper in America about getting your butt grabbed 16 years ago. Out of the blue. Why would this happen out of the blue? This happened out of the blue. Nothing happens out of the blue. Nothing happens out of the blue. Chris brought up what it's kind of like Kavanaugh. It's exactly like Kavanaugh. Exactly like Kavanaugh. Except this lady actually has proof. Yeah, in an email. It's exactly like Kavanaugh. Not a peep forever, and all of a sudden he's about to be a Supreme Court justice? Oh, I remember. He insulted me. I, I just don't remember where or when or who was there or, or anything else, but I was definitely assaulted. Oh, there's always a reason. There's always a reason. And I'll just say this before we get to some Ask Dr. Jesse questions. We have somebody in a blue area who wants to know what they can do. That's the right way to play politics. When they're down... Finish them. Finish them. All right. Enough of that. We're going to get to ask Dr. Jesse, but first. Have you seen the news from the Fed? Have you seen what these people are saying about inflation and gas prices and all this stuff? When I tell you to go buy gold from Oxford Gold Group, I'm not telling you that just because they're my friends. I know them personally. I'm telling you that because you need something with tangible value. People ask me all the time, Jesse, what's the financial future? What's it going to look like in a year? And I ask financial guys I trust all the time that, and every one of them, every single one of them tells me, Jesse, I honestly don't know, but I don't think it's going to be anything good. Get something that's not subject to the whims of the politicians and the federal government. Real gold. They deliver it to your front door. Real gold from Oxford Gold Group. Call 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call Oxford Gold Group. For gold, you can hold. Jesse Kelly returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Gosh, I love this day. I love this day. Yeah, look, the Cuomos. Chris Cuomo got busted. 
grabbing a handful of cheek of his boss. That's a little bold, but why? Why did Andrew Cuomo do this to everyone? Take it as a lesson, parents. Take it as a lesson. I promise you, your 16-year-old doesn't need a brand new Camaro. Your 16-year-old needs a piece of crap car that embarrasses him when he's out on a date, breaks down in intersections on the way to school, just like you had, just like I had. The answer to can I have a candy bar should almost always be no. It's no, you can't. Can you afford the candy bar? Sure. That kid needs to hear no. Otherwise, soon he's 47 years old like Chris Cuomo and grabbing his boss's butt at parties because he thinks he should have everything he wants. Everything he wants. All right, it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Yeah, I'm going to get to the comments about the border and border patrol here. And I'll be wildly offensive, of course, as always on that. But let's get to some Ask Dr. Jesse questions because there are so many good ones. Let's start churning and burning. Hey, Doc. Question. I live in Long Island, New York. I own a few businesses and have two young kids. I can't leave New York at the moment but I'm fortunate to at least be on Long Island, which is typically more red than blue. My neighbors and amazing staff, unlike Chris, that are, that are for, the, that for the greater part are like-minded with conservative values. Since I can't leave New York now, what can I do to further the fight for freedom and conservatism, whether in my town, state, or country? Thanks, bro. And he says I can say his name. Remember, I will never read your name unless you specifically tell me that his name is James. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to answer, I'm going to do that thing. I don't think you're ever supposed to do this. Answer your question with a question, Chris. You remember when Meghan McCain was on The View? And don't, don't send me your emails about hating Meghan McCain. I understand the McCain family is, it creates a lot of animosity in some people. I'm not going into that right now. But let's just go with how she's viewed by a lot of people. What was she on that show? She was the voice from the right. Again, don't email me yelling. She was the voice from the right on that show. Did you see what they said about her at all times? I don't know if you ever noticed at all. She was subject to a never-ending onslaught of why is she on the show? Get her off the show. Megan McCain should be fired. She should get off the show. Now, a normal, reasonable person don't worry, I'm going somewhere with this. A normal, reasonable person like you, you would look at the view and what would you see the, when it had Meghan McCain on it? You would see, okay, we have four or five communist hags and somebody vaguely center-right. That's what you would see. You would look at that and think, this is grossly uneven. You should fire two or three of the hags and get a couple more people on the right on there and whatnot. That's how you see it because you're a normal human being. You know what the communists saw? The communists only saw Meghan McCain. The communists didn't look at the view and say to himself or herself, well, we've got, we've got 80, 90% of the show. Obviously, that's enough. We're winning. The communist doesn't think that way. You think that way. I think that way. The communist only sees things he hasn't conquered or destroyed yet. If you were to place a hundred countries in front of the communist and he manages to take over all 99 of them, he would not wake up after taking over the 99th country and say to himself, 
Oh, man, this feels good. We are finally winning. Look, we basically have it all. I mean, gosh, I let's you know what? I think we're done. Are we done? Uh, look, we have plenty. We're done here. It wouldn't even enter his mind. That's what would enter your mind. He wakes up after taking over country 99 and says to himself, why in the world is that one country holding out? How are we going to get it? How are we going to wreck that place? He's holding out. What does this have to do with living in a blue area, but you're in a little red spot and you want to get involved? You can't move. You want to know what to do. You look around. And I make this mistake all the time, too. You look around and say, nice. I mean, doing okay here. Most of the people think like I think. I'm pretty happy with my local government or state government or wherever you are. You should be looking for something to conquer. Because they are. Okay, so you're in Long Island. That was the email. You're in Long Island. Mostly Republicans. You're happy with your town and whatnot. There's no lefties on the local school board. Not even one. If there is, you should go destroy them and take their seat. There's no Democrats in your city council, town council, wherever you are. Mayor's not a Democrat. Oh, but Jesse, we have the majority. I don't want to hear about the majority. The communists wouldn't worry about that. Are there any that still exist in any position of power where you are? If there are, go destroy them. Go take their seat. You see, this mentality we have on the right, it's an understandable mentality. We are, we want, to, we want peace. We are seekers of peace. But you must get it. And there are a thousand movie lines like this, so I'm sure I'm plagiarizing somebody right now, which I'm more than willing to do. Peace is only found on the other side of war. You must have a more aggressive, offensive mindset when it comes to dealing with them. I don't care that you have most of your area. Go take all of it. Destroy them. Destroy their political goals. Run them out of the DA offices. Run them out of the sheriff's offices. Run them out of the school boards. If they even have one person in your area still representing it, take them down. That's what they will do to you. They will do it. Take them down. Shame them. End their political careers. Run them out. Run them all out. That is how the game must be played. There's a reason the tiny communist minority took over every cultural institution in America because they're busy playing for keeps. They're busy finding new things to destroy every single day. Every single day. All right. This Anderson Cooper and his mom story is so gross and weird, and therefore it's perfect for the Jesse Kelly show. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Did you look? I'm going to get to this weird Anderson Cooper stuff, and I'm going to get to uh, obviously your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. I have a pile of them, so I need to get faster right now. But did you hear what Joe Biden said today about the Border Patrol agents? Remember, the understaffed Border Patrol agents who are down there trying to keep the border safe. You hear what he said about the guys on horseback? Here's what he said. It was horrible what to see, as you saw. 
to see people treat it like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. There will be consequences. It's an embarrassment, but it's beyond an embarrassment. It's dangerous. It's wrong. It sends the wrong message around the world. It sends the wrong message at home. It's simply not who we are. Let's have another talk. We've had this talk a couple times this week. Let's have another talk. One, our federal government is completely broken and corrupted and rotted and lost. We now have the president of the United States of America getting ready to ruin the career of a Border Patrol agent who was just doing exactly what he should be doing. That guy's going to get run out of the Border Patrol now. You know that, right? If he has any retirement coming, it'll be gone. He'll never get another federal job. Now he'll find, he'll, he'll get a soft place to land somewhere, but the president's going to destroy him. But let's, let's have this talk again because people don't want to have this talk. And therefore, it's most important that we have it. Our border, having so much illegal immigration coming across our border, what it has done, it has created a drug and sex trafficking pipeline. We are trafficking sex slaves across our southern border. I know that's tough to hear. You know I don't like talking like that on the show. I'm tired of sugarcoating this. In mass, these people are being tra- trafficked across the border. That is what we have done by announcing to the world we are we are we are we are open for business. We are nice. We're compassionate. That's not the message we want to send. The most compassionate thing you could possibly do is put riders with whips on the border. Give them whips. I want every person considering coming here illegally to think there is something horrible that will happen to them if they try to come. Not because I'm a bad person, because I actually am the nice one. I'm the one who knows what the reality of illegal immigration is. If If you're like, well, we should let most of them in, you are an enabler of slavery that's happening right now. Right now. And no one will speak about it. Even the right won't even speak about it. Why? Because there's bad pictures on the internet. I saw half the right when that picture came out. Well, it wasn't good optics. What optics are you looking for? There's an illegal immigrant invasion into the United States of America. 14,000 people have amassed on a border. Any other nation in the history of the world that woke up one day and found out there were 14,000 people from another country amassed on their border would not send the border patrol. They would send the army and people would probably die. That's true. What I just said is true. Pick your nation. Pick your period of time. They wake up and find 14,000 people on their border. The army is going in. And they're not going to go nicely. We... Here in America, we send the Border Patrol. It's their job. Good. They're trained for it. They're outstanding. We can't even herd people away from our border with a horse without them being punished for it. Did you hear what Mayorkas said? Did you hear Mayorkas today? (laughs) Jeez, I'll tell you what. We know that those images painfully conjured up the worst elements of our nation's ongoing battle against systemic racism. We have been swift and thorough in our response. First, 
We immediately contacted the Office of Inspector General and launched an investigation into the events that were captured in the disturbing images of horse patrol units. We ceased the use of horse patrol units in the area. The agents involved in these incidents have been assigned to administrative duties and are not interacting with migrants while the investigation is ongoing. I directed the personnel from the CBP Office of Professional Responsibility to be on site in Del Rio full time to ensure adherence to the policies, training, and values of our department. The highest levels of the CBP Office of Professional Responsibility are leading the investigation, which will conclude quickly. The results of the investigation I will make public. The CBP Office of Personal, what was it, Personal Responsibility, I believe is what he just said. Just, I want you to understand, that's HR. We're currently being overrun. There will be over a million illegal immigrants into this country this year alone. And what are we doing? Are we sending reinforcements? No. We're sending the HR hag down there to make sure nobody misplaces a blue pen. You know, I'm getting I'm getting my blood pressure up, and I can't do that on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I can't do that. By the way, no phone calls today. No phone calls today. Everyone's on suspension. We might bring the calls back on Monday. The last time we did it was a couple days ago, and there was way too many how are you, Jessies? Way too many. Remember, the rules for the show, if I happen to open calls up again on Monday, the rules of the show are right to your point. When I say uh, uh, Bob in L.A., Don't say hi. How are you? Love the show. We're not talking on the phone. We're talking to every city in America. Well, most of them. Get right to the point. All right. I'm just going to read the headline, okay? I'm just going to read the headline, and um, I'm not really sure what's wrong with these people, but here's the headline. Anderson Cooper, mom, Gloria Vanderbilt, Wanted to be my surrogate at 85. Surrogate mother. Yes, Chris, it's exactly what you think it is. Surrogate mother. His own mother. Now, obviously we're all dry heaving into our trash cans right now. I get that. I get that. I'm going to need just a second after this segment's over to uh, wipe off my chin. But as soon as we're done with that, how damaging is generational wealth to people? I mean, it's the Vanderbilts. Look, there's nothing wrong with being rich, getting rich. Go, go out there, make a lot of money. I don't, I don't, that's fine. It's fine. Go do it. Be successful. I think it's wonderful. But these generationally wealthy families, like royal families and the Vanderbilts and things like that, what happens is, even if, you know, let's say mom and dad strike it rich and they make it really, really big. You know, the original Vanderbilts, right? And then they have kids. And let's say they're aware because every every wealthy person in history, I shouldn't say everyone, most wealthy people in history, kings and things like that, they write, they wrote about how, how dangerous it was for their kids to have wealth and, and things like that. So even let's say parents make it well, make it rich and they have a couple kids, and they're just they're dead set on their kids not being scumbags because they end up being rich. So they're going to do something about it. So they're going to stop it and they're going to raise them right. And that works. And then their kids have kids and 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 they're trying to do the same thing. But you can only maintain it for so long. 
before you get the kid who goes haywire and can't handle it or before you get so separated from the original set of values that you just lose your mind. These mega wealthy people live in such a world of weird make-believe. They just they just don't have any relation to us in the real world anymore. Imagine that your 85-year-old mother going to her gay son saying, I'll be your surrogate. What level of insanity have we reached in this place? Golly. All right. We have to have a little diversity talk here in a second. You know how much I love diversity. And then we get to some more Ask Dr. Jesse questions. But first, listen, husband and wife driving home from work, driving home from dinner, stopped at a red light. Suddenly, they're surrounded by an angry mob. They force open the driver's side door and start dragging the husband from the car. He reaches for his Hero 2020 non-lethal gun and, by the grace of God, gets his hands on it. Shoots his attacker twice in the chest with the thing. Unleashes this horrible chemical pepper irritant. His attackers back off. Couple escapes safely. No bullets fired. No life loss. I'm telling you, I know these things. This stuff is awesome. I own one. I, I, I I'll always have one for my family. Go get one yourself. If you want to order one, go to Hero2020.com and use the code JESSE. That gets you a special discount. Hero2020.com, code JESSE. Go now. Get one. They work. State law restrictions may apply. Jesse Kelly returns. Next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. What version of that song is that? That was terrible. That's not the uh, the, the the Tupac Dr. Dre one. See, I'm hip. I'm hip. That's not what it sounds like. I'm telling you, the opening. Michael, I'm right about that. Chris screwed it up, didn't he? I knew he did. Every screws up everything. Figured. I figured. We're gonna get to some Ask Dr. Jesse questions. In fact. Let's get into a stupid one right now because I'm about to get mad about diversity here real quick. And I'm about to go on my diversity rant. You've heard me go on before. So before I do that, let's do a stupid ass Dr. Jesse question because I love these. I told you every question's welcome. Jesse Flower Child Kelly. That's not very nice. Is this all that's from my dad calling me Pink Flower whenever I got sick or when I lost my voice? I toughed out that whole show. I'll, I'll have you know. Toughed out the whole show. Oh, I bet I know what this flower child thing is. All right. I might as well just come out and say it. On social media the other day, on Twitter, I put out a confession and I simply said this. IPAs. You know IPAs, the, 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 the local craft beers, they're a little more hoppy. Quit rolling your eyes, Chris. I've made fun of people who drink IPAs forever. I mean, forever. I'll just go get a Bud Light, Bud Heavy, something like that. I mean, forever I've made fun of these people. (sighs) My buddy Luis loves IPAs. And you know how it works. You're hanging out at your buddy's house. Quit making that sign, Chris. It's disrespectful. You're hanging out at your buddy's house, and, and he's having one, and you're talking. You're just like, yeah, grab me one. And so I started having some. It's Luis's fault. I really like them now. I really like them now. And I I used to make fun of people for drinking IPAs. And all I did, what, Chris? 
That's not very nice, Chris. Chris just said, should we switch out the scotch for wine coolers? You know what? I'm bearing my soul here to everybody, Chris. All right. I like IPAs, okay? I just admitted it to everybody. I like IPAs. I enjoy them. They're delicious. I wish I didn't like them. I don't want to like them. It's not like Red Lobster where I'm thrilled I love it. I don't want to like them, but they're amazing, okay? They're amazing. There, I said it. I feel better. I'm sure there will be no blowback about that. Anyway, he said, Jesse, flower child, Kelly. Figured we were due for another animal fight question, but with a twist. Ooh. Would you rather fight a dog? He said, let's say a chocolate lab every day or a Bengal tiger once a year to the death. No weapons, just man versus beast. Oh, man, that's really tough. And I'll tell you why it's really tough. When he threw in the no weapons, this is what made it it tough. Because normally, I would say the tiger. And people would think that's crazy. But I I would say the tiger for a couple reasons. One, it's once a year. I mean, that would be a grind having to wake up and fight a dog every day. It's once a year. And if the tiger gets you, and let's be honest, the tiger's probably going to get you. They're like 500 pounds. If the tiger gets you, I'm not going to say it's going to be instant. It's going to be fairly quick because tigers go for the neck. That's what you see that all the time. You see it in a million nature videos. Their whole goal, lions, tigers, all of them, their whole goal is to get their teeth wrapped around your neck so they can choke you out, so they can choke you to death. I know that's not a pleasant way to go unless you're, you know, I'm not going to say that. I was about to say something inappropriate, but I'm not going to say that. I realize that's not a pleasant way to go, but there's the dog portion of it. You remember that story about uh, Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong, one of the Kims, one of the Kims, I think it was Kim Jong-un in Korea who fed one of his relatives to the dogs. This has been a common thing in history of people getting fed to the dogs. And I want people to understand how truly terrible it is to get fed to the dogs. And there is, I I read something on this once. This was a rumor. I didn't have this verified, but I read something on when you're fed to the dogs, like in North Korea, I don't remember the type of dog. There was these huge, scary dogs they use, but people have to make a choice because they're chained up and the dogs are running at them. You can try to fight off the dog and kick the dog away, or you can try to expose your neck to the dog. Now, why would you make that choice? I realize this is getting graphic, but tough. It's my show. Dogs don't go for the neck. Dogs will simply start eating you while you're still alive. There are stories, they're rare, but there are stories of hyenas going after people and they're not going for the neck. They're eating you alive. If they happen to be down at your feet, you're going to be alive as they work their way up from your feet to your legs to the rest of your body. They'll eat your guts while you're still alive. A cat will not. A cat is going to try to finish you off and then eat. Boy, did this get dark, right? So back to the North Korean story, that's what they, the prisoners have to make a choice when the dogs are running at them. Do I try to kick and fight the dog off or just accept my fate and extend my neck to the dog so he'll see that first and grab it and finish me quicker? It's just a matter of the quickness of your death. 
So back to your thing. Normally, if you were asking me a dog a day or a Bengal tiger, I would pick the tiger for that reason. But, but, I feel like with no weapons, even though I'm bordering on superhuman, I feel like I had no chance against the tiger. No chance against the tiger. What chance do you have against the tiger, right? Even me with my advanced animal fighting techniques. Remember how I told everybody how to defeat the saltwater crocodile? What, Chris? Chris said, maybe a puma. We can't adjust the man's question, Chris. It's not your question. It's his question. I think I would have to say the dog. But that sucks for a couple different reasons. One, dogs are kind of adorable and awesome. How much would it mess you up mentally to have to kill a dog every day? I'd be just a psycho after two or three months. And I think eventually you'd get too wounded to win. Chocolate labs are not small. I feel like I could take one for a week or two. Eventually those wounds are going to start adding up. But I'm going to say dog. At least I get another week or two. Another week or two of Red Lobster and IPAs. What's wrong with that? Quick, Chris. They're not that bad. When's the last time you even had one? The problem is, you're a child, so you don't understand taste like us 40-year-olds. <laughs> All right. Somebody somebody has a question about Joe Biden. Remember that stutter? Remember when they told us he had a stutter? Hmm. Hang on. I've been down before. It is. The Jesse Kelly Show, start of hour two on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Before I forget, before I forget, if you miss any part of the Jesse Kelly Show, and I can't imagine you would miss even a second, but if you miss any part of it, the whole thing's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Go download and enjoy. Now, this was an interesting Ask Dr. Jesse question. I don't know why. It just made me laugh. He says, Jesse Kelly. You played that audio of Biden from the 90s reminded me of an interesting thing not talked about enough. And before we go into the rest of it, play this audio from Joe Biden. This is from 1994. Some of us are right on Bosnia that uh, this ethnic cleansing has the potential to rear its ugly head in Ukraine and in the former Soviet Union where they have major arsenals of nuclear weapons where they have long histories of national wars. Uh, That is a phenomenal potential consequence of the United States. If Haiti, a god-awful thing to say, if Haiti just quietly sunk into the Caribbean or rose up 300 feet, it wouldn't matter a whole lot. Okay, let me read the rest of the email. Very interesting. Is that audio we hear, uh, in that audio we hear a Biden that is clear, concise, witty even. You know what we don't hear? A stutter. He's never had a stutter. This, quote, childhood hurdle was dreamed up by his campaign so people wouldn't feel bad about voting a dementia-plagued grandpa from the movie Up into the most stressful job in the world. Let's never forget Biden used to be a cold-blooded killer on the Hill, even more impressive than Pelosi, which is why he was chosen to be Obama's running mate, and she was chosen to do the legislative heavy lifting. It wasn't even an Ask Dr. Jesse question, but it's a dang good observation. Remember that? It made me laugh. Remember when they tried to sell that early on in the campaign? 
They tried to the 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 communists love doing this. And it works on you more than you think it works on you. It's worked on me before, too. Don't feel bad. It's worked on all of us. The communists live and die to use your values against you. Because you're on the right, you have a different value system than the communists. Part of that value system is, even if you fail, and I fail at this all the time, giving back, kindness, not you know that kind of thing. So they try to use that against you all the time. They knew they had a dementia patient running for president. They knew the fact he couldn't complete sentences without embarrassing himself was going to be a problem. So what did they do? They decided, well, let's find a way to shield him from that criticism. Let's come up with a childhood stutter. He just has a stutter. You're being mean to a stutterer, you big meanie. They live and die for this. And this is this is part of the mentality change we need to have here on the new right. Remember, we're the new right now. The old right must be gone. On the new right, we have to remain firmly committed to ignoring the shields of the communists. And they use all kinds of them. They use them all the time. Remember uh, the cons. The cons, K-H-A-N, you maybe forgot. They were, they're a gold star family, gold star parents. Their son died, I believe it was in Afghanistan. I think it was a Marine, I'm not sure. The Khans, they stood up, I believe it was at the Democrat convention, and just blasted away at Donald Trump. Blasted away at Donald Trump. Had nothing to do with their son. They stood up there, though. They introduced them as gold star parents and then proceeded to use that podium to crucify Donald Trump. Why? Is it because they cared about what the cons had to say? No. They knew they had another shield that would cause people to shy away from criticizing them. So many people on the right saw the lies they were saying and thought about saying, that's a lie. But instead they thought, oh, uh, Gold Star family, wish you the best, wish you the best. You see it when they use children. Why do you think they rolled out that, uh, what's her name, Greta Thun something, Thunberg. Greta, why do you think they rolled out some 16-year-old girl for climate change? Do you think they honestly want to be led by a 16-year-old girl? No. They know any criticism of her will will be met with, you, you're mean to a child. How could you speak that way to an innocent child? That's why they did the Black Lives Matter thing. They knew they could shame 75, 80, 90% of the right. Uh, cops are the problem. We're, we're all for black people. And they know the right is so beaten down, people would say, oh, oh, I can't, I can't say anything. I can't say, I mean, they're black. I can't say anything. They try to use those shields against you all the time. They use your values against you all the time. It's going to take a conscious effort from you and me. I have to look, I have to do it too. We have to not let them do that. In fact, storm right through their shields, insult their shields, let them know their shields do not work on you. That is how we must change. And this is something. Again, I struggle with it too, but this is something that'll be easier for me than a lot of other people because I'm such a jerk. 
I'm just being a jerk comes incredibly natural naturally to me. So it'll be easier for me. And I genuinely mean this. This will be a harder adjustment for other people. I mean, you know people like this, right? The wife is like this. Oh, they want us to come over tonight, and I don't I don't feel like coming over. What should I say? And I'll say, tell me don't feel like coming over. Or just ignore the text. I'd do one of those two things. I can't do that. I have to tell them I have to I have to come up with an excuse. Why? Well, otherwise it seems mean. I'm not making fun of her. That's how a lot of people are. That's how a lot of people are. That type of person is going to struggle overcoming the communist propaganda shields they use. That type of person, and maybe you're that type of person, again, doesn't make you a bad person at all. But you're going to have to struggle. You're going to have to work to overcome that shield. Otherwise, it's going to work on you every time. Oh, I can't, I can't criticize Greta Thunberg. She's a kid. Oh, I can't say anything about the cons. I mean, they're a gold star family. Oh, I can't say that. And the left uses it for everything. The left, the communists, they have veterans groups now. It's not hard to find a, a, a communist who's a veteran. I mean, there's plenty of scumbag veterans, too. Uh, you're allowed to say that. They gather them all up in one group and start a veterans group. Why? So you who love America and you love your veterans, so you will be hesitant to criticize them. Oh, I can't say anything to him. He, he fought for our country. He's a veteran. They use your values against you. You can't let them do that. You can't let them do that. Moving on. Mighty Menu Whisperer. Uh, in, case, in case you're new to the show, I should point out, people get confused about some of the nicknames. Uh, most of them I've given to myself. In fact, I believe all of them I've given myself. And people say you can't do that. Who knows me better than me? I can give myself, what, Chris? I can give myself all the nicknames I want. If you're wondering what Menu Whisperer came from, I, I'm i the greatest food orderer on the planet. I don't know. Don't shake your head, Chris. I don't know why or how I acquired this particular set of skills. Nevertheless, I just have this ability. I can look at a menu uh, from a restaurant I've never even been to before. And I can tell you exactly what to order on that menu. And this is not me just doing a bit for radio. I tell people when I go out with them, if, they, if, if they've never been to a place, or even if, even if none of us have been to a place, I tell people when we sit down, hey, I'm telling you right now, just order what I order. I just come right out and say it. And almost always they laugh it off. Oh, shut up, Jesse. Very, very often, I'll get my food. They'll get their food. And what do I hear? And the wife hates it when they say this. What do I hear? Oh, you were right. I should have just ordered what you ordered. I don't know what it is. I don't know what this skill set is. But I'm the greatest food orderer on the planet. Therefore, I'm the menu whisperer. What, Chris? Moving on. As you have regaled us with all your culinary expertise and adventures, I've come to the realization you never mentioned a Denny's episode. I'm guessing, however, that if you recently pulled into a Denny's, you very likely found that the hidden gem item was the spaghetti out of stock. <laughs> Everybody's got a Denny's story. What's yours? 
I actually do have a Denny's story. This story is going to make me sound like probably a bad person, but I was asked. I told you you could ask me anything, and I will give you my Denny's story in just a moment. But first, Pure Talk. You know I had to call Pure Talk today? Remember, Pure Talk, that's the company that actually loves this country. That's the company that's saving families on average over $800 a year without sacrificing coverage. That Verizon, T-Mobile, AT&T plan, there is a better option. It's, it's Pure Talk. And you know how I always tell you their customer service is right here in the U.S.? I had to call them today because I'm getting another line from Pure Talk. I'm going to say this as delicately as humanly possible. Do you have any idea how wonderful it is to deal with prompt, friendly customer service that speaks the exact same language I speak? Speaking clear, friendly, polite. It's just so wonderful dealing with them and saving money. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Go enjoy. I've got an animal inside of me. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And look, we're going to get to this stuff about uh, Mayorkas. The cathedral, the system, whatever you want to call it. The guy, so people want to know what they're doing with the vaccine mandates and what they're doing with the police departments. And is this intentional in the country? And I'm going to get to that in just a second. But first, I have to answer the important question. Somebody wanted to know, do I have a Denny's story? I do. I don't like it. It's not one I want to share. But allow me to just say this. I am a good tipper. I believe it is part of the mark of a man to be a good tipper. It's just something I have always believed in no matter what. If I'm not in a situation financially where I feel like I can tip well, I won't go. I've I've always believed this. If you're a waiter at my table, frankly, you start out at 20%. And I'll bump you to 25 or 30. I will. I mean, you don't get me wrong. You screw it up. I'll reduce you. You'll go down to 15 or 10. I will, but I, I, I wait staff, people who work with customers, anyone who works retail because of my experience selling RVs and whatnot, I respect that. And waiters and waitresses bust their rear ends too. They bust their rear ends. And another reason I tip well is because I see how some people treat them. People treat, people love to have waiters or waitresses because it makes them feel powerful. And it's really gross. You have somebody you can order around and treat like crap. You can treat your waiter like crap. You can treat your waitress like crap. Of course you can. You shouldn't, but you can. Now, that said, I left a $0 tip in in Denny's one time. And I, in fact, I was so angry and spiteful, I left a one penny tip. That's worse than nothing. I left a penny on there. Chris, I know you've done that. That's probably a good tip for you. I don't exactly remember the scenario. I just remember it's the last time I did it. This was probably a decade ago. And this waitress 
was not only mean to me, the waitress was mean to my son. And there are some things, there are some things I don't forgive. And my son was, I think he was only two or so at the time and not, not, not terrible. And we don't, we didn't let our kids even at two be terrible. We didn't, but I'm sure he dropped some food on the ground or something. And she actually said something to my son and that was what put me over the edge. But I don't want this whole thing to be painted as some anti-Denny's thing because I like Denny's. I can eat the daylights out of Denny's. I don't know if they still have it because I haven't had one in a long time. But they used to have these buffalo chicken strips. Oh, they were dynamite. And good for you. All right. Moving on here. Dear Dove Murderer. <laughs> it's not nice. Do you ever think about the possibility of the cathedral, that's what I call the system, same thing, purging police departments and military service members in their intentional destruction in order to create a vacuum to recruit communists to turn against the right and make us Australia? His name's Tyler. Listen, it's not that I think it's a possibility. I know they're doing it. It's the most brilliant thing in the world. From their perspective, it's the most brilliant thing in the world. Let's talk about let's talk about police departments real quick. They already purged how many police departments in the past year and a half with their stupid Black Lives Matter cops are the enemy rhetoric. And what cops did they purge? Cops who wanted to fight crime. Cops who wanted to do something about it. Not all of them, but... Uh, uh, police force like New York City's, NYPD, retirement's up 400%. I talked to my friends who are in politics in places like Florida. They say their Florida police departments are flooded with NYPD resumes. Of course that's intentional. And then you do a vaccine mandate. Well, look, again, I don't care whether you got the vaccine or not. Who's going to refuse a vaccine mandate on the police force? Somebody who thinks for themselves, probably an alpha male type, probably in shape. You don't want, if you're a communist, you don't want your police force made up of alpha male independent thinkers. That's the last thing you can afford. And the same thing's happening in the military. I just told you a story about it the other day of how the Navy SEALs are seeing people who are quitting the fighter pilots are quitting. Rangers are quitting. Delta Force guys, Green Beret guys, the real tip of the spear, independent thinking alpha types. I've got endless emails from National Guard guys who've been there forever, from regular Marine Corps infantry guys, all the guys you want actual trigger pullers out there. Lots of them are leaving. And the common mistake people will make on the right is this. They'll say, well, why would the communists want a weaker military? That doesn't make any sense. Let's pause for a moment. Let's do a little history. You ever heard of the Cultural Revolution? Mao's Cultural Revolution? I'm not going to break the whole thing down for you. I'll do another history segment on it as soon as I get back to those. But basically, the communists had taken power already in China. It had been in power for some time, I believe 17 years. I don't have the dates in front of me. I'm doing this off the top of my head. So they had all the power. Mao was starting to feel a little crowded out. He was starting to feel like there was going to be a new generation of leader, that he wasn't going to be in charge anymore. And so Mao knew he had to do something about it. 
He needed, however, troops. He needed force of some kind. Remember, you always need force. Where did Mao go? Mao went to the students. Mao went to the high school and college students and gave them some stupid little communist book he came up with called The Little Red Book. And if you ever read it, it's so dumb. It's amazing people fall for this stuff. But to this day, you go look it up right now, you'll see videos of students, high school and college, all over China, waving these little red books around. Pol Pot, when he took over Cambodia and his communist party, Pol Pot, do you know, do you know who he recruited heavily? And I mean heavily. He recruited teenage boys, oftentimes young teenage boys. I mean 13, 14-year-old teenage boys. Now, why would Mao and Pol Pot focus on students and basically kids like that? Why? I'll tell you in a second. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday. And ask Dr. Jesse Friday, did I not tell you it was going to be a good one? Now... I have to finish answering the question. The question was for anyone who missed it. The guy wrote in, he asked, hey, do you think this purge of the police departments and military with the vax mandates and all that, do you think it's intentional? And I brought up history. Mao and his cultural revolution. Those were high school and college kids. Pol Pot heavily, heavily recruited teenage boys, young teenage boys. And I need to clarify when I say recruited. When Mao actually pulled off his cultural revolution, these students and high school kids, they went around torturing and murdering people on Mao's behalf. When Pol Pot was executing people, I mean, you've heard of the killing fields, executing 25% of his country. And, I mean, there were prisons like S21, S as in Sam, S21, look it up. And if, you're, if, you don't have, if you don't have a squeamish stomach, look up S21. People would ask the prisoners in S21, it was one of Pol Pot's political prison, prisons, the prisoners in S21 would ask any new prisoner for anything they had on their body, fingernail clippers, anything, anything they could use to kill themselves to end it. That's how bad it was. Guess who the prison guards were? Guess who the torturers were? The executioners. 14, 15, 16-year-old boys. Now, what am I talking about? What I'm talking about is this. The communist doesn't want a strong police force. The communist doesn't want a strong military. The communist wants a loyal police force, a loyal military, and they want someone who's weak enough, not confident enough, to simply follow the orders they're given. People look at the picture of some big, ripped Delta Force dude with a beard, who's killed a hundred terrorists. And then they look right beside him. And there's one of these guys in his skinny jeans with the wire rim glasses, sipping on a soy latte. And he's the size of a toothpick. And they look and they say to themselves, wow, that, that Delta force guy is dangerous. No, it's the dude in the skinny jeans with the soy latte who can be talked into killing your whole family. The Delta force guy thinks for himself, Oh, he's dangerous to terrorists. He's no danger to you. Weakness is dangerous. Of course they're going to try to run all the type A thinkers out of the military. It's music to their ears. It's actually, 
It's one of the more brilliant moves I've ever seen the communists pull off in this country. This vaccine mandate for the military is brilliant. All the people you want out, or I shouldn't say all, many of the people you want out, they're getting out. Yeah, the admin guy, he staples papers all day for 40 years and he's getting out to do his GI Bill. Not ripping on his service, but that guy, yeah, he's just going to get the vaccine and get through it. He needs that free college. The guy jumping out of airplanes and stabbing terrorists in the neck, he thinks for himself. He's also mega in shape, so coronavirus doesn't pose any risk to him. He's not getting the vaccine. And you want him out if you're the communist. All right, moving on. Dear Great Oracle, leader of grilled cheese sandwiches, I am 15 and living in the beautiful state of North Carolina. North Carolina is sweet. Gosh, it's such an underrated state. And I love the recipe for your grilled cheese sandwiches. What is your favorite modern U.S. warplane? I am also in desperate need for some Frito Bandito. He says I can use his name. His name is Cody Chris. First, let's give Cody some Frito Bandito. Ay, 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 ay. I am the Frito Bandito. Hey, I like Fritos corn chips. I love them, I do. I want Fritos corn chips. I'll get them from you. Ay, 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 ay. Oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Fritos corn chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend. Munch, munch, munch. Oh, such a beautiful song. Beautiful song. Secondly, favorite modern U.S. warplane? Am I allowed? Is it cheating if I go World War II? Because I, I let me clarify. I know... There's all kinds of fancier, cooler stuff out there. I mean, if I had to say something super modern, I would say one of the stealth bombers or if you consider these a warplane, I guess you probably shouldn't. I would say one of our Apache attack choppers. These things are so sweet. You realize in these Apache attack choppers, and you can go online right now. These videos are out there. They have thermal imaging in the helmet of the, the gunner, and he puts on the helmet And not only is there thermal imaging, you can hear him speaking, you can see the thermal image of the terrorists, and the guns on the chopper point towards where he's looking. How sick is that? And you can go look at these sweet online videos. I don't know what video site. I'm sure they're out there. Don't do anything illegal, kids. But you uh, you can go look at these videos of us just murking terrorists with these things. So if I had to go modern, that would be it. But I'll be frank, I'm a B-17 Flying Fortress guy. Chris, right? Right? How sick are these? In case you don't know, if you've ever seen the movie Memphis Bell, I realize that a lot of people have not. That's a B-17 Flying Fortress. Okay, I'm talking over people's heads. I I take that back. I'm not talking over your head. I'm talking over Chris's head, so let me explain. The B-17 Flying Fortresses were these gigantic bombers we used in Europe. That's when we were bombing the, the, uh, Germany to smithereens, we were using B-17 bombers. And people do not realize this about World War II. Uh, there's, a, there's a great HBO documentary out there right now. I think it's called Into the Blue. And this is where I picked up this stat, so I'm going to act like I came up with it myself. More people in the 8th Air Force, That's the, the, those are the guys who were bombing Europe, more people died from the 8th Air Force in World War II than U.S. Marines did in the Pacific. It was that dangerous. 
but they would fly these huge B-17 flying fortresses over. And I just have always thought they were the coolest thing in the world. If you look at the B-17 flying fortress, I forget how many guns it had, but I'm just off the top of my head. I know there was one coming out of the nose. I know there was one coming out of the top towards the front. I know there was this sweet little half bubble with twin 50 cows, I believe they were, coming out the bottom. There was a tail gunner as well, and there were two different side gunners. It's just this plane with all these guns coming out the side of it, and it was absurdly dangerous to fly in one, but I've always thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And like I said, those guys, so underrated. So underrated. When you think about World War II, you think about what? You think about the beaches of Normandy. You you undoubtedly think about the Holocaust. You're, you're looking at one right now, aren't you, Chris? 13 guns. Chris said 13 guns on the thing. They're awesome. But you know, these guys are underrated for the bravery that took. And remember, these were not climate-controlled aircraft back then. So they're all bundled up up there. And the... Somebody gets wounded all the time because Germany's constantly shooting flak and sending fighter pilots up there, shooting. And so you've got bullets coming through the cockpit. You're trying to patch your buddy up. It's freezing. An engine gets shot out. Now you're going down, parachute. I mean, it is just in the way they show it really well in Memphis Bell. I don't remember if this is a kid-friendly movie. I might have snuck over to my buddy's house to watch this when I was a kid. So I'm not. Kids, ask your parents first. But. I do remember they showed some of the way people died in that movie, and it was accurate. I mean, they, a plane would land, it would just hit another plane, and all of a sudden you're falling out of the sky. Just really, really brave stuff. Really cool stuff. So I would say B-17 Flying Fortress. My dream is actually to walk through one. I'm sure there's one fully intact somewhere. Okay, Chris, crawl through one. I know I'm 6'8". Crawl through one. I want to be in one. I want to be in one. It probably, I'm probably not going to be able to fit in that little half ball thing in the bottom, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm absurdly flexible, Chris. Now, we have more Ask Dr. Jesse questions. People have, people are comparing hyenas to communists, and it's actually not that terrible. Uh, people are, people are talking about the direction of the country, but we have to bring up once again, we have to bring up again what's happening right now on the border. What is happening? Why it's happening? Why why this is all going on? Hang on. But first, my pillow. My pillow, they have a steal for you right now. How many times have I told you about Giza Dream Sheets? You know, Giza is the best cotton in the world, and I've told I've talked to you about these sheets a million times. I think I have like four sets of these things by now. And I, what do I say when I talk about the Giza Dream Sheets? Yeah, there's a 60-day money back guarantee and all that, but what else? I tell you to buy two sets. You buy two sets, so when you throw one set in the wash, you just throw a fresh set on at all times. Well, you're in luck. Right now, if you go to MyPillow.com and you click on the radio listener specials, Giza Dream Sheets are buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one free. But you have to use the promo code JESSE. MyPillow.com, radio listener specials, use the promo code JESSE. Go get two sets of Giza Dream Sheets. Or if you're driving, no biggie. Just call them. 800-845-0544. Give them the promo code JESSE. Enjoy yourself. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at DC. 
It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I feel like we're playing a lot of rap music tonight, Chris. I'm hip. I'm hip. Look, I'm I'm a very hip person. <laughs> Obviously, who's more in tune with hip hop than me? <laughs> All right. Again, a couple different things. Joe Biden is talking about the Border Patrol agents, agents, President of the United States of America. And I'll get back to your Ask Dr. Jesse questions in a second. President of the United States of America. This is what he had to say about Border Patrol agents doing their job. It was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. There will be consequences. It's an embarrassment, but it's beyond an embarrassment. It's dangerous. It's wrong. It sends the wrong message around the world. It sends the wrong message at home. It's simply not who we are. Okay. Now I'm going to read you a different headline, a different story, because they're connected. Look, when you're, when you're a radio master like I am, you can connect stories. What, Chris? When, you, when you've been doing this three years like I have, you learn a thing or two now that you've been around the block. CDC overrules panel, says at-risk work, at workers need booster shots. Quote, in a highly unusual move, the head of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention overruled an advisory panel that rejected recommending booster shots of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine for frontline or exposed workers including healthcare workers and teachers. Okay, so what, what did I just say? The, CD, the CDC chief overruled a panel, and the panel had ruled overwhelmingly, no, 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 none of this booster requirement stuff. The chief comes in and says, nope, booster requirements. Joe Biden, he's going to punish Border Patrol agents for doing their job. What, what do these things have in common? What are you looking at here? This is a little depressing, so just look, buck up. This is a little depressing, but it's true. We are a declining society. It doesn't mean we're finished. It doesn't mean we're gone tomorrow. We are a declining society. There's no question about it. We did that thing. That's, we follow the same track every other society follows. You know, grind it out early. End up getting really wealthy because of how you grind it out and your values. Then lose sight of those values. You get fat and rich and bored, and you begin decadently declining. That's where we are. And part of our state of rot in this country is this. The people in positions of power in this country. And I mean every pillar of power. Every pillar that holds up a society. The politicians, the other branches of government, uh, education system, entertainment. Entertainment is one of the pillars of society. Religion. The, the, the people who hold up our society, the leaders of these cultural pillars, they're, for the most part, they're all rotted out and corrupted now. You don't, you don't have institutions you can trust. You don't have experts you can trust anymore. They've all been ruined. The CDC, it's not the Center for Disease Control now. It's just yet another part of the political apparatus of the system. In the system, which is what we have now, because it's all corrupted, they all believe the same thing. The professors believe the same thing as the actors, believe the same thing as the Democrats, believe the same thing as the FBI, believe the same thing. They all believe the same thing, believe the same thing as the media. They all believe the same thing. And when you get to that point in a society, what we have now and what we'll continue to have for the foreseeable future is 
every single thing that comes out of the system, it simply comes out either to further the system or to protect the system. There's nobody now, nobody who's leading one of your major cultural institutions who is in it for you. None of these people are in it to protect you. The head of the FBI is not worried about stopping crime. The head of the FBI is worried about stopping the political opponents of the Democratic Party. Your son's college professor, he's not worried about making sure little Aiden knows his biology. He's worried about making sure little Aiden hates America as much as he does. The person who brings you the news, the head of the CDC. Maybe your pastor. They're not worried about making sure you're better on disease, closer to God, getting honest news. They're worried about making sure you are a good little servant to the Democratic Party. And if you're not, they'll crush you. If you are, well, then you can come sit in the pews on Sunday. And that's not every pastor, obviously, but there's a lot of them. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean you just put your head in your hands right now because I just depressed everybody and start crying and say, it's all lost. No, it's not all lost. It is not all lost. We are entering into a different era. All times are not the same. The times your parents lived in and their parents before them and their parents before them, those are not the times you get to live in now. You can cry about that all day long. Buck up, buttercup. That's what we got. That's what we got. We are entering an era now where you, you must not only be an independent thinker who seeks out your own expertise, seeks out your own information, finds very specific people you trust. You must either be that, you must either be that, or you will be eaten alive. You can no longer be what your parents were able to be. Oh, let's, let's go to the FBI. You sure about that? I'm not sure if I should take this. What's the FDA say? Ugh. You sure about that? I need to talk to an expert. Uh, where's, that, where's, that, where's that chemistry professor? Where's my doctor? Are you sure about that? Now, that makes life a little more time-consuming, a little more tedious, right? I, I Look, I, I'm as lazy as the next guy. I'd love to just, well, what's the CDC say? That's what I'm going to do. I'd love if we lived in that world still. We don't live in that world anymore. That's your parents' world. That's, that was their parents' world. You've been given a different period of time in history. doesn't mean you sit around crying about it. It means you just have to acknowledge the reality of it, make sure you're letting family and friends know that that the future, the future for all of us, for you, me, everybody, is either people who think for themselves or people who will become lemmings. That's the truth. Back to your Jesse Kelly questions next. Hang on. Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And I have, um, I guess I've been a little slow this Friday. I still have this huge stack of questions. I'm going to try to get through as many as humanly possible. No promises, but I mean, if anyone can do it, it's me. Right, Chris? <laughs> Let's go. 
Dr. Jesse, many guns. Funny we have the same middle name. How does that happen? Love the show. couple things. One, given the way things are headed in this country, where do you see us as a country in five years? I'm worried for my family. I live in Utah, and it's great here, but communism spreads. As you know, they're coming for all of us. Would love to hear just a general, what do you think of life's going to be like in five years? You can say my name. Two, uh, he's asking about playing the app. He says, I've, I often have a problem playing the second and third hour of your show off the iHeart app. First hour always plays fine. I don't know these tactical questions. Chris, why wouldn't the second and third hour play fine? I don't know. I don't know. Go try iTunes or something like that. I, I, don't, have, I don't know what to tell you about that. Where I see the country in five years, here's honestly where I see us going. And there's good and bad news here, so just hang on. Hang with me. What you're going to see now is a pretty steady decline federally, but it'll move super speed like it is right now sometimes, and then it'll slow down a little bit when Republicans take back back over. But Republicans are so weak and pathetic, they won't stop it and reverse it. I mean, Republicans will take over the House here almost undoubtedly in 2022. They will. And they'll probably have the Senate and presidency by the time 2024 is done. That's just a guess. I don't know that. But that's probably the case. Even then, the decline will continue. Why? Well, they very, very smartly, the communists, they have their people in every single position within the government. It's part of the reason Donald Trump had, it's a big part of the reason Donald Trump had his presidency shackled the entire time. Yeah, he was president. The whole State Department, the whole FBI, whole CIA, every department, 95% of the federal government votes Democrat. So uh, dismantling the administrative state that is very much against the right right now, it may be more than we're possibly able to overcome. So, but it will slow down, you know, when a Republican, let's, let's say it's President DeSantis after 2024 and, and we have the House and Senate. The decline will slow. It'll slow greatly, but it's not going to stop. That's the bad news. The good news, if you want to look at it like good news, and I do, the good news is this. Everybody in the country is not as informed as you are when it comes to politics and the state of the nation and issues and stuff like that. You listen to conservative talk radio. Like, like we talked about before, that's not me kissing anyone's rear end. That is, the, we, they, we have all the numbers. We have all the focus groups. People who listen to conservative talk radio are by a mile the most informed group of people in the country. You have endless options. You're listening to me right now. You got options. I'm glad, I'm glad you picked me, but you got options. The state of the nation is people don't necessarily know all the time why they're unhappy or why things got so bad in their area, but they do know things like, okay, I don't want little Braden having a mask on in school anymore. Okay, I don't want any more Black Lives Matter protests. Okay, I don't want this. I don't want that. And what you're seeing is people are moving They're moving around in record numbers. You have states like New York, they're losing congressional seats. States like Texas, gaining congressional seats. Why is that happening? New York, 
and this is a place I love, remember? Uh, New York City is like my favorite place in the country. Their politics are so rotted out now, so far to the left and rotted, people don't want to live that way. What this is going to do in the next five years is the country is just going to continue to completely separate. There will be the federal government and its far-left radical stuff, and there will be the blue states and their far-left radical stuff, and then there will be a group of red states that is not only red, but red and racing in the other direction as they continue to get more red, as the people who move there are more red. And so, look, it's going to create a really, really ugly situation at some point in time, I think. That's why I always push so hard for the national divorce. I think if we don't get a national divorce, this thing is going to get ugly. I think history says it will get ugly. But, but, in five years, you're simply going to see more of that. It'll continue to descend this way. If you want my honest opinion, this is what I think. I'm not as worried about the Biden administration. Now, not because they're not doing lasting damage. They are. But Joe Biden is a half-functional adult. Uh, Vice President Dome, she is simply not, she's just not charismatic enough to create major communist change. So I don't think this administration is nearly capable enough to hurt the country as bad as they would like to hurt the country. So they're going to go by the wayside. I'm worried about the one that comes after them. Not, not, not the next president, because I believe that'll probably be a Republican. Whoever the next Democrat is that gets in, that's younger and more capable and more radical and has the energy, that's the one I'm worried about. Count your lucky stars that the communist we have in the White House right now has to have a nap by 3 p.m. in the afternoon every single day. We don't want the, the communist who works hard. Chris says, Buddha judge. Uh, somebody like that is exactly who I'm talking about. That person, you keep your eyes on that person. When that person gets in, he's not going to need a blankie in a Werther's original by 11, in 11 a.m. That person will be working 18, 19 hours a day to destroy everything. Yes, I'm worried about this right now, and it's ugly, and I, I'm not going to act like it's it's fine. I'm not as worried about Joe Biden as I am about the next one. Dr. Jesse, sometimes after murdering a, a brown snake, I get perfect black, uh, backsplash like a high diver. Oh, that's terrible. I did not. You guys are sick freaks. I did not get. I did not understand what mur- murdering a brown snake is. What is wrong with some of you? What is wrong with some of you? We don't encourage that kind of immaturity on this show. <laughs> anyway, yeah, be careful with the backsplash. Ooh. Ooh, I actually have a story on that. Oh, gosh, I have a story on that. All right, buckle up, buckle up. Pull up a chair. It's story time with Jesse. I I didn't look, I didn't come up with this subject, Chris. Okay, people have to know. Chris said, are we going to get canned? Uh, I don't know that we're going to get fired. We're definitely getting complaints. Okay, but I'm going to tell the story anyway. It's fine. Our people are tough. All right, so I'm in the Marine Corps at the time, and we get word 
This is this is obviously a little ways after 9-11. We get word, hey, pack up your stuff. We're going to war. We're deploying. We're deploying to Kuwait. We're deploying to Kuwait. Okay, so we pack up our stuff. They gave us, I think it was a weekend to go say goodbye to your family and friends. You know, get your affairs in order type thing. You might be going to die. I know that's dark, but that's that's just the way it was. Yes, this is the weekend my buddy married the stripper. He just met Chris. Yes, we're not going into that story right now and how that ended. But yes, yes, same weekend. All right, same weekend. I chose to go see family. He went somewhere else. He he he, went, he chose a different route. All right? We're not going into his story. All right, we go have our weekend. Boom, we deploy. And we deploy to Kuwait. We weren't at war yet. We weren't at war yet. We were, this is before Bush declared war. So down in Kuwait, you simply get there and you end up going to various camps in Kuwait. Well, I mean, these are, it's the Marine Corps, all right? It's not the Air Force. It's not nice camps. It's a bunch of tents you have set up. There's a chow tent. There's a tent where you sleep. And what we were doing there was simply waiting and training. We were training. We would go on runs. They were really boning us up on our gas masks because Saddam still had chemical weapons and gas masks and stuff like that. So we would have, oh, they sucked. We would have to go on gas mask runs. And I don't know if you've ever worn a gas mask. I hope you never have to. It's not that easy to breathe in them. And when you're in a run in Kuwait, it's not that pleasant in a gas mask run. So all we did was, you know, eat and train, eat and train, eat and train, and wait. We were waiting, and we didn't know any more than you knew at the time back in the States about when's he going to declare war? When are we going? What are we doing? Now, the eating. I think it's important we discuss the eating and the military diet and some of the results that come from a military diet when you were living remotely. I'll explain in a second. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Remember... Your emails are still welcome during the show. And look, if we miss you this week, we get your question next week. They don't get tossed away. Email jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them all out for me. I read every single one. I will not respond to you. One, I'm rude. Two, we simply get way too many emails. But I read them all. I'll read them all. Back to my story. So we're in Kuwait. We're in this tented area. This this camp, training, eating, and sleeping. Well, let's go to the eating for a moment. Now, the military is is understandably not a place of luxury, and certainly not the Marine Corps. What they're trying to do, it sounds cold-blooded, but it's the right thing to do. They're trying to keep you alive and in the fight. That's what they care about. Is he alive? Is he able to fight? Is he in top fighting shape? That's why we spend our time working out. That's why we spend our time doing, doing these grueling humps over there and shooting and all kinds of stuff. Now let's go to the food. The food is plentiful. I mean, there's, it's plentiful when you're in a camp like this. Um, it's not good. We, one of the things we requested most, and by the grace of God, I had a family who sent it to me, my parents, my sister, Hot sauce. Hot sauces were huge. It's when I got addicted to hot sauce. 
all the food is so bad, you learn to live and die on hot sauce. You always have to have, and we would just pass them around. You just pass bottles of hot sauce around, right? Because it covers up the flavor of everything. So the food is plentiful, but it's not good. And think about the logistics involved. Just, just walk through this in your mind. How would I get enough scrambled eggs to a camp full of, let's just call it 500 Marines, in the middle of the Kuwaiti desert? How fresh are those eggs going to be? <clears throat> All right, we want to get them uh, some, sa- some sausage. They need sausage with the eggs. They need. How close are the pig farms? How close are the chicken farms? Oh, I don't know. Four or 5,000 miles away, probably, putting it lightly. What I'm saying to you is, in the MREs and in the food they served us there, it's loaded with stuff that keeps it good for a long time in various various conditions. Yeah, Chris put air fingers, quote, good. Okay, edible. Edible and not going to murder me with bacteria. Okay, they need to make sure I'm not going to eat this bowl of eggs and go down with, uh, with some infection. Not because they care about me personally, nor should they. They need me alive and fit and in the fight. This, it does things to your insides. Okay, it does things to your insides. D- don't worry, I'm not going to make this too gross at all. You, uh, you do not, you do not become regular. You do not stay regular at all. Now there were, depending on how people's various different bodies reacted to it, there were differing degrees of irregularity. There was, you know, it's been a day or two. And then there were some guys who six days, seven days, and this becomes a medical problem now. Now, now, now. Okay, now that something has to be done to make sure we we get you taken care of. Okay, to make sure we get you emptied out. I told you I was going to keep this as friendly as humanly possible. So, my friend was going through this. One of my buddies. I'm not going to name him because I didn't talk to him before the show. Look, the subject just came up. I didn't talk to him before the show. And at this particular camp, they had hauled in porta johns for us. Now you know what a porta john is, porta potty, whatever you call it, wherever you call it, where you live. And you understand that they're just the grossest thing in the world. I'm so grossed out by bathrooms and public bathrooms. Anyway, I find them to just be foul. Foul. I see these people they use a the bathroom and don't wash their hands, and it just grosses me out. I hate that. I did. I think it's so disgusting. And so you can imagine how a bunch of young Marines would treat a bunch of porta johns. So my buddy knew that he was going to be given something by our doc so it would make sure he had to go use these porta johns because it had been too many days. It, we were now in an unhealthy situation. Oh man, how am I going to tell this story without grossing everybody out? I'm working I'm working on massaging through the story, all right? So he also was like me, really, really, really grossed out by porta johns, and these porta johns were boiling hot because it's so hot down there, making it it's just so much worse. So he had a plan. He had been given his medicine by the doc, and he wanted to take it so he could get done with doing what he had to do, but he didn't want to go use the porta johns because it had been a couple days since the professional cleaner had come cleaned out the porta johns, and he was really grossed out by that too. So he said, "Okay, Jesse, here's what my plan's going to be. I'm going to wait till I see the cleaning trucks show up. 
then I'm going to pop my medication that's going to force me to go take care of things. By the time it works its way through and I have to go, the trucks will be gone. I'll step into a fresh porta john that is clean. Now, honestly, retelling the story here to you, this sounds like a great plan, does it not? And I respect like I was the one supporting him. I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. No question about it. Now, this is where it's gonna get a little bit delicate. And ladies, apologize. Gonna keep this again, it's all clean for the kids. It's just not the most pleasant subject in the world. When the Porta John hasn't been cleaned, there's a bunch of stuff down there. A bunch of stuff down there. And therefore, whatever you do is not landing in a big thing of liquid. It's just landing on all the other stuff down there. Just putting it delicately that way. When the Porta Potty has been freshly cleaned, there's no stuff down there. There's a gigantic reservoir of this kind of disinfectant solution that they keep in the bottom of a portageon. Again, you know what I'm talking about. It's just a big pool of liquid. Just a big yes, Chris, it's blue. Yes, it's a big pool of blue liquid. Everyone's seen what I'm talking about. My buddy executes his plan. Trucks leave. He had taken his stuff. He immediately has to get over there. This the medicine worked really, really well. Takes off, comes back about 10 minutes later, and he looks like he wants to cry. And I say to him, bro, what is wrong with you? What happened? I'll tell you what happened in just a second. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'll get back to the rest of your Ask Dr. Jesse questions in just a second. I'm wrapping up this story. I'm wrapping it up quickly because I've been dreading wrapping up this story, and then we're going to move along with lightning speed. If you missed the beginning of this story, go download the podcast at, on iHeart, Google, Spotify, or iTunes. You really are going to want to catch this story from the beginning, and I'm not recapping it for you right now. It's that bad. My buddy gets back into our sleeping area. He is distraught, to put it mildly. He's so distraught, he lays down on his our sleeping area. He lays down on his sleeping bag and just kind of puts his head down. He's laying face down. And I'm so confused because he had just used the bathroom. I, and I honestly, I was genuinely worried because of the look on his face. I thought, did you just get a bad phone call from home? Is your family okay? Are you okay? And he said, I don't want to talk about it. But, of course, I'm going to keep pressing him. I keep pressing him. He said, here's what happened, Jesse. He did walk into the freshly cleaned Porta John. He was still grossed out, understandably, as I am. I, I don't know when the last time I stepped in one of those places was. And if I do, I'm not touching anything. Right? I'm the guy using my elbows because just bathrooms just gross me out. Oh, my gosh, this is the worst story ever. He, because he was so grossed out, he didn't want to touch anything either, and he did the hover technique. Every woman listening to the sound of my voice knows the hover technique. I'm sure some dudes do, too. You don't want to touch anything. He had apparently increased the elevation too much. And for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. 
That's one of those scientific phrases, right? The medicine worked. Worked as intended. Everything came out. And that empty pool of water that was, or disinfectant stuff, it landed and it came right back. And it didn't come right back and hit him in the leg because he had elevated and created an extra gap. It came back up and hit him in the face. And we're going to move along right now. And I don't think I'm ever telling that story again. In fact, I need a shower now. Dear Ke- or Dr. Kelly, you talk about balkanizing, but if millions of illegal immigrants are pouring into the country, eventually you're going to find yourself a minority within your own state, regardless of what you do. Since the feds aren't going to do anything, what about the states standing up their own border patrol and immigration services? We're going to need it anyway after the divorce for refugees once they figure out how bad being in a blue state will be. Thoughts? And he says, cheers from Alaska. The only immigrants we have here are Canadians, and they are annoying. And he says, sorry, Mrs. Kelly. (laughs) Look, you're not wrong about the country filling up with the illegal immigrants and it permanently messing up the vote. That's why Democrats want the borders open. It's why every single Republican in the House and Senate who says things like, well, we have to compromise I mean, we have to come together. We have to, I love this term, we have to have comprehensive immigration reform. Um, They don't see the forest through the trees, or they do, and they're just traitors to their country. We must do something to stop this influx. We must do something. The states should already be sending their National Guard to shut down their borders. The states are the one feeling this burden. But we're in, a, we're in a weird place as a nation because so many of the states are so beholden to the federal government for various things. The federal government has a lot of bullying power over the states, and therefore the states don't do it. Look, I'm in Texas. I'm in Texas. Why isn't the Texas National Guard on our southern border? We have a Republican governor. Last time I checked. Why? They get so worried about what? Optics. They get worried about the federal dollars, and they get worried about optics. Yeah, we should have the National Guard at the border. But what if something happens? What if there's a violent encounter? Okay. Well, there might be violent encounters. Again, stopping illegal immigrants from coming into a place where they want to go It involves violence, some level of violence. That's just the nature of stopping anybody from going someplace they want to go. Whether that violence is grabbing them by the back of the shirt like you saw that Border Patrol agent do or or something worse, I don't know. I mean, I don't want anyone hurt, but you can't protect your borders if people are trying to come in your borders without some level of violence. It simply does not work that way. But these politicians, at their heart, they're all politicians. And they're worried about the latest picture. A National Guard uh, has a weapon up to these people. That They're worried about that stuff. They're very, very, very worried about that stuff. Now, Jesse, 
It's not because the Lions are more beautiful. I, I said people root for uh, the lion over the hyena, and there's no rational answer for it except for beauty. The lion is a beautiful creature. The hyena is hideously ugly. You're rooting for the good-looking one. It's just a fact. This guy says, Jesse, it's not because the lions are more beautiful than the hyenas. It's because hyenas run around stealing everybody else's food. They're commies, dude. Lions are as red state flag-toting proud as they come. <laughs> you know, I guess that's fair, but let's keep in mind the male lions. They don't do much of the hunting. They just kind of lay around and send the women off to collect the food. Man, what a life. <clears throat> Dear Dr. Jesse J. Steele, Kelly the Third, whisperer of menus. What person, alive or dead, do you want to be your roommate when we're all in the gulags? Thank you for finding a way to make all these depressing political topics entertaining. He says I can say his name. His name is Phil. Philip. What person, alive or dead, do you want to be your roommate when you're in the gulags? Gosh. <clears throat> I mean, is Marilyn Monroe? And no, that's not a – no, 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 not Marilyn. In all seriousness, I would love to know Julius Caesar. I would love to know Julius Caesar. See, most people don't know a ton about Julius Caesar. He's just I mean, you only hit the high points when it comes to history stuff. Julius Caesar was a genius at like everything. I mean, at everything he touched. At, at, at a general, he may be the greatest general ever. And he was also an incredible poet. He was an incredible writer. He was he was as he had a mind that worked way beyond, way beyond what the normal person's mind was. And I, I've always thought it would be fascinating to sit down with a legitimate genius and be awed by someone else's brilliance. I'm normally just awed by my own. <laughs> what, Chris? Moving on. Dear silver-tongued keeper of the golden voice, grand arbiter of fine musical tastes, what is the name of the song you open your show with? The Oh Mama song. I would think it sounds like Led Zeppelin, but it's no song I've ever heard. No, it's not Led Zeppelin. It's kind of a newer version of Led Zeppelin. It's a band called Greta Van Fleet, and the song is called Highway Tune. The song is called Highway Tune. The band is Greta Van Fleet, and doesn't it jam? I mean, doesn't it get you in the mood? It gets me in the mood, baby. Jesse, a recruiter just reached out to me about a job opportunity she feels I may be great for. The job description had listed one of its requirements as vaccination required. Never seen this before. Although it didn't mention whether or not my measles vaccination when I was four is what they're talking about. It begins. Oh yeah. It begins. This is not the end of that stuff. This is this is what the future of our economy looks like until these companies with this vaccine nonsense until their bottom line starts feeling the pain. When they start losing the talent when employees start leaving and go into competitors, you're going to watch these vaccine requirements disappear into the mist. Dear wise oracle, offensive guru, I'm a former college football coach and love your stance on the right needing to play offense. Nick Saban, one of the greatest defensive coaches of all time, changed his philosophy in his 47th season and said this, it used to be good defense beats good offense. It used to be if you had a good defense, you were always going to be in the game. It ain't that way anymore. Great leaders and teams know when to adjust and change. Until we start playing offense, we will continue 
to get our eyes beaten in. He's 100% right. We will change our mentality and get more aggressive or we will go down in flames. Now, who likes saving money? Who likes supporting companies that actually love the country instead of dumping on the country? Oh, and one last question. Do you have a cell phone? Why haven't you switched to Pure Talk yet? They're on the exact same network as one of the big guys. You've got Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile. How about the average family saving over $800 a year when they switch to Pure Talk? And again, you're not sacrificing any coverage. You can keep your phone. You can keep your phone number. They make it complete cake to switch. And I mean cake. It's done in the mail. From your cell phone right now, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. You have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from Pure Talk. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final segment on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You know, I'll be honest with you. When we get to the end of the week on the show, obviously I love the weekend as much as the next man. I get a little sad. I get a little sad. I can't wait to get back here on Monday to entertain the masses, Chris. <laughs> All right, let's get on to your questions. I'm going to try to rapid fire through these questions. Instead of headlines I didn't get to on Fridays, from now on it's going to be questions I didn't get to, which actually doesn't that doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well. I wish I'd given that more thought. Jesse, Democrats want to gut Space Force as a military branch. China must be salivating that this happens since they undoubtedly forward their agenda to control anything or to control everything. Well, yeah, of course they don't want Space Force. Of course, of course Democrats don't want Space Force. Donald Trump came up with it. Of course they don't want Space Force. But rest assured, the battle for space, it is a really big deal. It is a really big deal when you consider the, consider the weapons and imagery we get from space now. It matters. And... What's wild about it, it's not just China we're competing with. Russia is really, really good at the space stuff. Now, they're not even close to us or China economically or any of that, but they're really good at the space stuff. Something to keep in mind. Oh, great and noble oracle, diviner of of enigmas. What's that mean, Chris? Diviner of enigmas. Oh, I saw riddles. We didn't go over that at community college. I don't know what all this stuff means. Anyway, could you explain how it is that we left drones in Afghanistan? Aren't they controlled by a user 100 miles away with a joystick and a satellite connection? Have they been ordered not to activate them? There are a million different kinds of drones, brother. million different kinds of drones. There are huge ones. A lot of people don't realize a lot of these drones, they are they have the wingspan of a 747. People think about drones and they think about you know, that mini thing your weirdo neighbor flies up above the yard when you're out laying by the pool. It's They're not all like that. Some of these things are huge. So yes, some of them are gigantic and they're controlled from an Air Force base in America somewhere. 
Many are not. Many have their control systems held with them. It just depends on the drone. Hey, Jesse, you always have me dying with the stuff you say. I almost had to pull over the other day when you said never date a redhead. And Medal of Honor Mondays are great. Keep doing what you do. I do have a question that maybe you can help me through. I'm a conservative, but the other day someone said my views may be more libertarian. I thought libertarians are more left on the spectrum. Can you explain the difference between a conservative and a libertarian? Thank you for all you do and how you explain things. Uh, look, <clears throat> a libertarian a libertarian is somebody who really believes government needs to be extremely small. Extremely small, and they need to have their fingers out of everything. Uh, if you go with a more traditional conservative a more traditional conservative stance would be very similar to a libertarian, which is why you'd be confused. You would you would learn all about limited government. You'd want it small, but you would probably want uh, a bigger military. I want the military to be huge and strong. That's more of a conservative stance than a libertarian stance. And full disclosure, the founding fathers, they wanted the military to be really, really small. Like, really small. They knew we always needed, because of our, our country, we always needed a powerful Navy. They believed in having a powerful Navy. They wanted the standing army to be small because they believed standing armies were actually the enemy of liberty. So it's, it's generally a military type thing. There's so much overlap between conservative and libertarian. I wouldn't stress the difference too much more than that. But I will tell you this. Lots of times religion comes into play, too. Uh, a more traditional conservative, and this is not universal. Believe me, there this the, this some libertarians disagree, some agree. A more traditional conservative would want uh, abortion banned, but no more abortion in the country. A libertarian point of view, oftentimes is well, I don't like it, but I don't want anything banned. I want everything to be just free. Everybody do what they want. So it just depends on where you fall there. But I will say again, I brought this up before. I'm all about having these disagreements on the right. I think that's fine. I think it's healthy. I don't call myself a Republican, conservative, libertarian, or anything like that anymore because all that matters now is stopping the communist. That's why I'm an anti-communist. That's what I am. Because unless we stop the communists, who cares if you're a conservative or a libertarian or, or anything else? They're going to destroy everything. Either we come together and focus on beating them and then worrying about our differences or we're going to be defeated. Jesse, I served 30 years in the Air Force, and he said, like Marines, except for smart people. You know, that's not very nice. That's not very nice at all. And I'm deeply concerned for the future of our country. You keep saying if we lose now, there's no coming back from our country. Millions of us have sworn allegiance to our nation against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and we refuse to go silently in the night. We need organization and a plan to stop the commies from destroying our nation. Hear me out and hear me good. There's not some central organization that is going to save the country right now. There is not. It's not going to exist. They control too much of the culture. I want to save America like you do. You want to save America? Local, local, run for school board, run for state house, run for city council, run for sheriff, run for DA, run for mayor, local. We take care of this the same way they did, from the outside in, not the inside out. Keep your chin up, all right?
That's all. <laughs>